0: Welcome to the First Responder to Rich's Remo Show, the podcast dedicated to helping first responders earn additional income and create lasting wealth through real estate. Each week, we'll break down complex concepts, debunk myths, and interview a variety of industry leaders to help you thrive beyond your professional calling. And now here's your host, top producing mortgage broker, real estate investor, and fellow first responder, Scott Sarai.
1: What's going on? Welcome back to another week, another episode of the first responder to Rich's Real Estate and Mortgage Show. I am your host, as always, Scott Sarai, and we're on the road this week. We are walking the dog. I just had a a really tough conversation with the client and it was so time perfect or time fitting or whatever you want to call it, that I I thought that it would be a great episode uh, for this week's podcast, having a hard conversation with your loved ones. Now, a lot's going on in the world right now. Cost of living is soaring. I think the cost of fuel per liter in BC is close to $1.95, $2 a liter. Fuel's up. Mortgages are up, alcohol's up, restaurant prices are up. I'm not sure what in life has not gone up in price. And consumers, people, first responders are feeling the pinch. Now, this conversation I had, I'm going to protect the client's identity. They are a first responder, so we'll go with that, right? There's no secret. That's kind of what the podcast is about. But this fellow first responder, uh, long story short, during COVID when rates were low, They took advantage of low rates and they upsized into a single family detached home in the lower mainland of BC. And they now have just under a $700,000 mortgage. So uh, that may sound large to you Uh, in Vancouver, BC specifically, I think the average mortgage size is around 670. I've seen a lot of general mortgages, we call them. So like 1.1, 1.2 million. So 700,000 to me, it's It's medium to maybe slightly large in size. So is what it is, right? Well, this particular family, they were in a variable rate mortgage. They took variable like so many other of us did during COVID because the Bank of Canada and specifically Tiff Macklin told Canadians that we can expect lower than normal interest rates for the foreseeable future. Month, two months later, we go on a, a 10 increase tear where we've seen prime go from, uh, quarter point overnight to, I believe, prime at, at today's recording is 7.2%. So quite a drastic increase, right? Well, this particular family, their mortgage payment has gone up $2,400 a month. Now to someone, I'm not knocking in industries or professions, but someone who works just a, a regular 9 to 5 job, that's substantially, that's could be their monthly income that their mortgage has just gone up. Uh, to first responders who are earning a, a decent salary, that's probably a two weeks pay on a paycheck, right? So mortgage alone up 2,400. Hydro is up 10 or 12 bucks per month year over year. is running par for the course. And then you got to factor in food and, and gas it has gone up, right? So this family from let's say the pandemic of 2021 to, to the latter half of 2023 here, They're seeing a monthly increase of around $2,700 a month that they didn't account for uh, when they got their mortgage. So having this conversation with this client today, my first question was, what happened when you got this mortgage? Who did you work with? What was the strategy behind it? And sadly, not to my surprise, they worked with their bank. Uh, Banker just pre-approved them for the, the max that they could qualify for. There was no budgeting. There was no forethought of what's going to happen when rates do go up because we all knew rates were going to go up. We just didn't forecast it this quick, right? But there was none of that. No, no forethought of what they were getting into. Um, so that was question number one. And then question number two was: Did you need this house? Was this what your family needed? What were you current? What were you living in prior to this move? And they were in a, a three-bedroom townhouse. Um, they had the enough room. They have two young kids, so. It worked, they just didn't have like that two car side-by-side garage, the yard, the home gym and the basement sort of thing. So things worked and this was just more of a want than a need fueled by low interest rates at the time. Um, So this particular person, I'm just trying to protect the, the gender and the name and the profession. This particular first responder, let's call them Susan. Susan came to me today in tears. It was a very emotional call. Um, they didn't know what what their options were, what they were going to do, and and it brings me back to what I said this podcast episode was about. It's it's about having the hard conversation. So whether or not you're you are a spouse, or you you have a partner, so husband and wife or a girlfriend boyfriend or you're you're single, it's having that conversation with whoever's involved in your life about what is a need and what is a want. And there are options are up to these families and there's options available, but there's not endless amount of options. So we're getting to a point now where we don't have as many tools in the tool belt uh, to fix these, pro- these problems these families are having. So this particular client, um, the way they were offsetting that $2,700 cost a month was they were working crazy amounts of overtime. Their profession, their first responder craft, um, they're short-staffed, There's basically endless amounts of overtime and they were working almost all of their days off just to keep their heads above water. Now, this particular client told me, hey, Scott, like we're not putting any money in the bank for savings. We're not putting any money in the bank for the kids, our ESPs. We don't have that Disneyland fund. We've, We've soaked that all up. This is just to keep the lights on in the house and to keep food on the table. So it's a heavy conversation to have. I never want to see my clients in that predicament. I don't want to see anyone in that predicament. Uh, So for me to come in at this point, it's just more options being provided than trying to tell them that they went the wrong route with their mortgage. So we went over a couple options, what they have, and this is kind of what I want to lay out because I know this client isn't alone. I see it uh, in my first responder role, uh, friends in the industries, I know their coworkers are feeling it. It's no secret that people are, are feeling the pain right now of higher rates, higher cost of living, and over leveraging themselves throughout the pandemic. So if this is you, um, this episode's for you. And if you're in the spot and you don't know what to do, please reach out to me. Um, 15 minutes could potentially save, save your livelihood or save your house. So uh, we'll get into the options we had for this particular client. So a little backstory um, to take or to use their lines of credit, some credit cards weren't an option because unfortunately they've already racked those up. They've already dipped into the line of credit, put a couple thousand on credit card has a decent balance. So uh, my suggestion, number one was get rid of the, the high interest debt. So you use the lower interest rate on the line of credit and let's pay off those 18% visas, cards, and whatnot. So, The most glaring option that most um, people resort to is let's sell and downsize. So we ran the numbers, we said, okay, let's sell your $1.1 million home, probably only going to get 1.1 maybe in today's market. You walk away with potentially $400,000 cash, what are you going to find? Three-bedroom townhouse. This uh, particular family lives in Chilliwack, so they might find that three-bedroom townhouse, maybe a four-bedroom townhouse. I'm not sure. In and around $700,000, $800,000, depending. It may need a little TLC. It may not. So now they have a $400,000 mortgage. So that is an option. Is it the right option for a family? Not necessarily because the kids love the backyard. The, the person that the client loves the home gym downstairs. Um, so, wasn't option for this client. The next option was to sell and rent the similar property type. So, if you're in a home, sell and rent a home. Well, the problem with that is uh, rents are up. Like all that's happened here with the high interest rates is that the landlords have pushed their their cost of borrowing to the tenant. Now we see rents skyrocketing. Um, I, I heard story uh, through industry colleagues that there were people lined up to rent a condo downtown in Vancouver. There was literally a line around the block to get into this unit. So uh, rents are up. So they probably would be the same expenditure per month to rent the same type of property. So that wasn't an option. Option three or four, I suppose, was stay in the property and look to maximize income. So to try and work more overtime wasn't an option for this person because... Uh, they were already working kind of overtime their spouse was working part-time so that was an option that we, we looked at was what would it do what would it look like if the spouse went to full-time and then maybe the grandparents helped out with the kids for babysitting um, so that was the front runner for this particular family but we'll just kind of work through the remainder of the options one option that i tend to, to lean on for most families is stay in the home weather the storm for the next two years because we all know rates are, are somewhat at the peak, if not already there, and they're going to come down. They're not going to come down to the 2% level we saw during the pandemic, but they're going to level out somewhere in the in the healthy region of 4 to 5%. So stay in the property, use your line of credit to help offset um, the borrowing costs and the burden to, to your household. That to me, I think is the most logical choice. You're not uprooting your family. You're not changing uh, your lifestyle. You might limit what you do for, entertainment and food and stuff, but you're going to still maintain uh, your geographical location in your home. Another option, I don't love this one, uh, but it's stay in the property and take out a second mortgage. So second mortgages can get hairy just because you're getting a lot of money. And I've seen it time and time before where clients take second mortgages and instead of doing what they need to do with the money, they go out and, and buy an RV, go out, Buy a trip to Vegas, go out and do whatever, ever do anything but pay off their debt and put it aside for a rainy day. So I don't really tend to to lean on that. One that is very common and it'll probably be our last solution that we'll talk about today is what we're calling multi family or multi generational living. Um, it is absolutely a huge savior for most families right now. We're seeing a lot of families sell mom and dad's. Um, detached home that's you know the five six bedrooms they're empty nesters and mom and dad are moving in with with their adult children and and grandkids to help the family help with daycare issues and can or combine incomes Um, that one's huge right now Uh, we see a lot of mortgage applications come our way where it's the clients or the the adult children and mom and dad are on as co-signers or they're on as uh, tenants in the, the secondary suite so it's very common in today's Living, especially in the Greater Toronto Area and Lower Mainland of, of BC, uh, so I think I gave you six options there in no particular order: sell and rent, sell and downsize, stay and look to maximize your income, stay and use the line of credit, stay and take out a second mortgage, and finally, uh, multifamily, multi generational style of living. So those are options that I presented to this client. At the end of the day, we we looked at two options. So uh, we were going to take the line of credit, potentially get increase the line of credit up $50,000, pay off all the consumer debt, and use the remainder of the room to help burden the cost for the next 24 months and then reassess what we're going to do with the property. So that was option two. And option one was uh, the spouse was going to go pick up full time hours for work, and the grandparents were going to come help with the children. And that was going to buy them at least six to 12 months. So um, they weren't at the breaking point, but they're they're pretty damn close, let's be honest. But they had a six-month runway. So our hope is that the Bank of Canada only has one more increase in them. Hard to say what's going to happen. But this strategy of, of the spouse going back to work to, to pick up full-time hours to bring in that additional income uh, is option option one, option A, and, and that's what's going to get them through the next six months, at least to the latter half of 2024. So to bring this full circle, to wrap this podcast up, I just want to say how important it is, is that it, you're feeling the pain. And, and trust me, so many people are your colleagues at the police station, uh, at the nursing station in the hospitals, uh, on the road in the ambulances and at the fire halls. Your colleagues are feeling the pain. They may not show it. They may be too proud to show it. But Canadians as a whole, they're, they're struggling right now. Like the cost of living is up. There's no denying that. Uh, there's no shame in having hard conversations, uh, whether you have it with your partner, uh, your coworker, your colleague, your friend, or you reach out to me for a fully, uh, confidential, no strings attached conversation. I'm here to help. And I'm here to, to provide you with solutions. So that's all I got for you this week. I hope uh, I wasn't too dark and depressing on it, but I just wanted to call a spade a spade and let you know, With the hard conversations we're having here uh, with our clients, and that you're not alone. So, with that in mind, stay safe and we'll catch you next week. Peace out.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of First Responder to Riches. We hope you found value in this episode and ask that you click the follow button on your preferred podcast platform. And please take a minute to leave a five star review. Your feedback and positive reviews help us reach more first responders like you who are seeking financial freedom. Thank you once again for tuning in. Until next time, stay safe, stay inspired, and keep investing in your future.